0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from my from the stewardship they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, "How much do you owe my master?" He replied, "100 measures of olive oil." He said to him, "Here is your promissory note sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, and you, how much do you owe? He replied, one hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here is your promissory note, write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, Make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones, and the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours?' No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Wake-up calls, they come in a variety of ways, and at different times, usually unexpectedly. It could be the sharp pain in one's chest, or maybe bad news from the doctor. It could be a late-night phone call, or sometimes the presence of the cops at your doorstep when you don't really want them to be there. Of course, when would that really be? Anyways. But they come, these wake-up calls. As a, as a moment that shakes us and invites us to make some decision, some conversion of our own heart. And that's what the gospel speaks to us this weekend. The continued call to conversion by the form of a little wake up. The dishonest steward is a parable that's, that's often... Rather confusing. When you first look at it, you, you read through and, you're, and you kind of wonder what in the world Jesus is talking about as he's commending someone who was dishonest and, and basically stole from their master. He says, Good job. <laughs> what does it mean? He, does, he commends him not for his dishonesty, but for his prudence. Because he recognizes what's taking place before him and he acts. The dishonest steward, he, he apparently had, he had been doing this for a while. It wasn't something new. That's why it was reported to the master, and he was let go. He was fired. In some, in some places sometimes, today maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You can maybe look elsewhere. You could you know maybe look at, at traveling around, connect with other people, this kind of thing. Or even if things got real, real bad, you may be able to, to rely upon some, uh, some government assistance program or something to that effect. But none of those things were present in the ancient world. If you didn't work, you didn't eat. Period. And so for him to come in and be told, you have no job, make an account of all your, of all your, uh, of all your works and what everybody owes me, you're done. It would have been immediate desperation. He wouldn't have had anything really to rely upon necessarily. And so he realizes He's getting a wake-up call. He's getting a jolt in a sense. And he, saw, he, he says to himself in this internal dialogue, I know I'm not strong enough to work with my hands. I'm not, I'm not a physical laborer. I've been pushing pushing the pen a little while longer and just working with the books. I'm not, a, I'm not a, 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 a laborer. So I can't do that. I'm too ashamed to beg. I've got my pride. So what do I do? What do I do? he starts to think to himself, and he goes, Ah, this is what I can do. And he calls in every one of his master's dinners one by one. And to each of them, he gives a little discount. He says, How much do you owe? A hundred measures of olive oil. Okay, good, good. Well, now, write a note for 50, wink, wink, and remember that in the future. And then invites another one in. How much do you owe, my master? A hundred cores of wheat. Okay, Good. Write one for eighty. And when I come knocking at your door in the future, remember my generosity. And so he goes this all the way through, dishonesty, of course, as he's he's already been dishonest with, with the wealth that wasn't his. And he goes even farther, all for himself. And the master, whenever he realizes what he's done, he commends him and he goes, Kudos to you, man. You were smart. You were wicked, but you were smart because you needed to provide for yourself. You knew that you had to have a future. And so you went to desperate measures to do it. The actions of the man of the steward, weren't exactly foolproof. It wasn't something that a guaranteed thing. He could show up at the guy who gave him a 50% off discount on the Olivello measures and he can go, "Yeah, that was good. Thanks for that. Have a good night." It was a gamble. And yet he knew he had to do something. He had to act. The Lord Jesus doesn't just stop there. He doesn't just invite us to be prudent in our actions in our daily life. He takes it even farther. As always, he goes from the spiritual connection with things, and he, brings it to the, he takes the physical connection and brings it to the spiritual level of things. The spiritual life. How easy it is to forget the spiritual life. We get caught up with the things of the world. And those wake up calls that come in the flesh are easy to recognize. The chest pains, easy to see. When the bank account hits zero or in the negatives, it's easy to see. When you get bad news from the doctor or from somebody, it's bad. It's easy to see. But our soul, our soul doesn't send us a a statement of, how things are going spiritually. We don't get a little thing that says, you are spiritually bankrupt. You need to take some time and and figure out what's going on. Nothing of that sort happens. It happens quietly and subtly. We get caught with with worrying about all the stuff of the world, and as we begin to to take care of ourselves, necessarily so, right? We need to have a, a, a roof over our head, clothes on our back, you know, food on the table. But if we focus on those things too much... It's easy for us to have all of those things and in the end to have nothing. Because that's what the Lord says. He says you have nothing if you gain all the things of the world but lose your soul. If we lose our soul, we have nothing. We can have all the food we want. We can have money for days. We can have, all the, we can have a, a dozen homes all to ourselves. But if our spiritual life is not there, we've lost everything. It's useless. And so today the Lord gives us the wake-up call and he asks us, rather pointedly, how is your soul? Do you love God? Or do you love mammon, the things of the world? How is our soul? The wake-up call invites us to action. And that's what the Lord praises, the master praises in the servant. That he sees his scenario, that he sees that things are about to get bad, and he immediately changes course. He says, I have to do something, because if I wait till next week, I'm out of a job completely, and I don't even have the resources to tap into the people that I do right now. So I have to do something, and I have to do it now. Do we realize the urgency of our spiritual life in the same manner? I love technology. It's wonderful because it helps in so many ways. One of the things that I love, the, the technology to-do list that update and connect between my, my phone and my computer, and they can, you know, the, the real-time updates, and they can remind me of things when they need to be done and all this sort of stuff. But part of the problem with technology is it's easy to change it. I've had items on my to-do list for a year and a half that every single night I go and I look at the list and I go, I'll do that tomorrow change the date add a day and for a year and a half 500 days every single day i've taken that one little to do item that literally would probably take me 10 minutes i just don't feel like doing it right then one more day i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow What's the thing you've been waiting to do tomorrow in the spiritual life? Been meaning to go to Mass more often during the week. Been meaning to to make it more on Sundays. Been wanting to pray the rosary a little bit more. Been wanting to pray a little bit more. Been meaning to to, to go back and to pick up that devotion that I used to do a while back that I just kind of let go a little bit. Been meaning to pray the Bible. Been meaning to go to confession. Been meaning to talk to Father about that question that I have about the faith. Been meaning to whatever. What's that thing? What's that place in your heart that the Lord is saying, wake up and do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Do it now. Because if we wait till tomorrow, if we wait till next week, if we wait till next month, if we wait till, till we have a free moment whenever we feel like doing it, We'll be here a year and a half later, still going. Man, I wish I, need, yeah, I, really, I really need to do that. Maybe tomorrow. Especially in the spiritual life. The spiritual life is everything. When we die, our soul is judged, it's our body that decays and awaits a resurrection later on. Our soul lives on, it's the most important part of us. And today we get the invitation for us to reflect upon the state of it. How is your soul?